Welcome to the Apostolic Visionary, a podcast where aspiring people of God can delve into their callings with the understanding of purpose and vision. Hello and welcome back to the Apostolic Visionary. Um, I know it's been a long time since I've posted, but you're in for a treat because I have a very special guest on for today, who is my grandfather, Brother Curtis Young. So, Papa, do you want to give a little introduction? Thank you, Annika. I'm honored to be able to speak on your, uh, your podcast today. First of all, I want to say congratulations for your graduation from high school. Thank you. <laughs> I know it's been a long time as far as you're concerned, but it seems like such a short time uh, to me. Mm -hmm. that you were beginning school. So congratulations. Thank you. I want to share with you today some things that I have learned through personal experience. And I do this partially because it's your graduation and I want to share these things with you. First of all, I have discovered that blessings often come disguised as difficulties. Okay. That's the way things work. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love God, Mm -hmm. who are the called according to his purpose. Right. All things are not good, Mm -hmm. but all things work together for good. Right. And for that reason, I have learned that uh, blessings are sometimes disguised as difficulties. Yeah. And when you put your trust in God and you walk faithfully with Him, you will discover that your problem works out to be something that is beneficial. Many times it's a learning experience. Right. Not only have I learned that, but I have learned that my greatest problems often become my greatest opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now that may not seem possible to the human mind. Yeah. But when you put things in the hands of God, you discover that something that looks like a great and a severe problem can become a greater opportunity than you ever expected. Yeah. And this happens often. Mm -hmm. And the secret is believing God yeah, and loving God and the fact that God has called you according to his purpose. Of course. Now, let me emphasize this particular point. God has a purpose for every life. Mm-hmm. And when we put our hands and our life in the hands of God and we work according to that purpose that God has for us, then we're going to find that uh, your opportunities spring many times out of your problems. Yeah. I've also learned that faith in God will transform your failures into victories. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we make a misstep and we fail, we, if we listen to the voice of the enemy, we will assume this is the end, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. 
everyone makes a misstep every now and then. Yeah. But if we faithfully put our situation in the hands of God, God will bring us through that situation. And when you get through that into the glorious time of sunshine, you will find out how wonderful it is. Mm -hmm. Let me share with you an experience that helped me understand this. I was returning to the United States from an overseas missions trip. And as we were flying into the state of Florida and the city of Miami, the weather was very inclement and uh, the air was turbulent. It was a difficult thing. I actually wondered how we were going to be able to land in that kind of weather. Hmm. I had to change planes there and I was going to fly from Miami to Baton Rouge or rather to New Orleans, Louisiana. I was pastoring in Baton Rouge at that time. Mm -hmm. And the reason I needed so desperately to get there in time is because we were in a building program, a major building program. And I had an appointment to meet with the contractor and the architect of the church that afternoon. So it was very important that I get there. And when we landed in uh, Miami, uh, I went to the gate uh, to get ready to board the next flight. And I looked out the window of the airport and it was terrible on the outside. Mm -hmm. The rain was coming down. The lightning was flashing. I could hear thunder even on the inside of that terminal. Yeah. And I looked out across the tarmac and uh, planes were stopped and nothing was happening. We waited for quite a long time. And finally, on the intercom, they said, we are ready to board. When I got on the plane uh, and everyone was on the plane, the pilot taxied out to the end of the runway and we stopped. He said, uh, we don't have an opportunity to get airborne yet, so we are waiting for a narrow window of opportunity. Mm -hmm. I looked out the window of the plane. I didn't see an opportunity. Yeah. I saw nothing but bad weather. But uh, finally, we got airborne. And when we got airborne in that plane, it seemed like that the wind and the turbulence took a hold of that plane and it shook that plane. It shook it uh, very hard. I was frightened. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we were going through the clouds and uh, the uh, uh, bends over our head, some of them came open and, and luggage came out of those bends. People were screaming and they were crying. It was the most fearful experience I've ever had in an airplane. Mm -hmm. And it felt like an eternity. It couldn't have been long mm -hmm. because it was so turbulent. Right. But finally, we broke through those clouds. And when we broke through those clouds, we were above them and the sun was shining. Yeah. It was bright. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And as I was flying along above the clouds, it seemed like God spoke to me and said, there were three levels where people lived their life. Some people lived their life under the cloud. Mm -hmm. they, they always 
are facing some kind of a difficulty. Then there are other people that live their life forever almost in the clouds. Mm -hmm. They find themselves being tossed from one problem to another. Yeah. But God spoke to me and said, there's a place above the clouds yeah. where you can live your life. And when I looked down on those clouds that were beneath us, they looked beautiful. And I asked myself, how could anything that beautiful be so turbulent and so fearful? And then God spoke to my heart and told me, it's when you put your life in the hands of God, mm -hmm. God will bring you through anything. Yeah. I've learned this through reading the Word of God and through personal experience. Right. And God bless you as you look forward to the rest of your life. is <laughs> a wide expanse of the future in the hands of God. Yeah. It will be a joyous time. There will be missteps. There will be mistakes. There will be failures. Mm -hmm. But there's victory on the other side of those. 100%. Thank you for that word, Papal. Uh, so I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Okay, so Popoff, I want to ask you, how many years have you been preaching, and how old were you when you first felt the call? I have been in the ministry almost 65 years. Mm -hmm. And when I first recognized that God had called me into the ministry, I was 13 or 14 years old when I felt that burden and that call. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when were you given the opportunity to preach your first sermon? My first opportunity to speak in front of people uh, was at a youth service. And our youth leader asked me to give a sermonette. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what a sermonette was. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I, I didn't do very well, but that was my first opportunity. Do you want to explain that? It's a little bit difficult to explain, but I, I was uh, so taken aback. I ran out, I climbed out a window in the back part of the church and walked home a mile, a, a, about a mile, <laughs> maybe a little more. I was so ashamed. And you, uh, you've told me that story before, and you said your dad was there. Yes. Who was your pastor? My dad was my pastor. So that my was dad also... My sitting on the back seat. <laughs> so he was probably a little embarrassed for you, too. Well, yeah, he, uh, he corrected me from the back seat, and that put me on the spot, and it just it, it chilled me, so I had, to, I had to get out of there. Okay, and so... Uh, that was a funny little anecdote, but um, there's more to the story. Yeah, and I won't go into it. Yeah, um, how many churches have you pastored? Where were they? And how many years did you pastor each church? My first church was Greensboro, North Carolina, and I pastored there just a little under four years, something like that, maybe three and a half years, and from there. Uh, I moved, we moved to LaGrange, Georgia, where I started a church, and we were there maybe two and a half years, got a little group of people together, and uh, I was asked to assume the pastorate at 
Lubbock, Texas. Mm -hmm. I had preached a revival years before that in uh, Lubbock, and the pastor was leaving, and he asked me to come take that church. So I pastored in Lubbock for about five years. And when I left Lubbock, we moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I pastored there just a little over 29 years. Wow. It's 29 years of wonderful experience. We had a great church in Baton Rouge. And then I semi-retired after I left Baton Rouge. I moved out to California. Mm -hmm. My son was the pastor and went on staff with him and was there just a little short while until they asked me to become the pastor of one of the branch churches. And uh, I did that. That was in in uh, Rancho Cordova, California. And I pastored there in Rancho for approximately two years. And then I became the pastor at Oakland, California, at Oakland Tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And when I first assumed pastorate at Oakland, I was also still pastoring in Rancho Cordova. And uh, so I, I left Sunday morning from Rancho and drove to Oakland, a little over a hundred miles, oh, wow. and preached there on Sunday afternoon. And I pastored in Oakland for 11 and a half years. And our church went from 13 people to 140. Wow. In that period of time. Wow. And it was one of the most fulfilling experiences of my life to sh close down my pastoral experience at Oakland. And I am right now on staff with my son in Elk Grove at the Rock Church. Yes, sir. Okay, so before you went in the pastoral field, how many years did you evangelize? I'm, I'm not certain exactly how many years because before my first pastorate, I evangelized a period of time after my wife and I married. Mm -hmm. And then when I left Greensboro, I evangelized for a short period of time. And then much later when I left Baton Rouge to move to California, I evangelized maybe a couple of years, something mm -hmm. like that. Altogether, I probably evangelized seven or eight years. Mm. So, um, tell me about your experience of evangelizing before you married JoJo. Uh, during that particular time, my brother Simeon and my sister Dorothy and I traveled as an evangelistic team we were referred to as the Young Trio. <laughs> no, we didn't sing together. My sister played the accordion. I played a saxophone. My brother Simeon sang. Uh, but back in the day, there were not that many young uh, couples or young people out evangelizing. Mm -hmm. So this was three young people, three siblings were traveling. And so we got invitations all over. We traveled all over the United States. Yeah. We traveled into Canada. We traveled on the East Coast, the West Coast, the South, the North. We traveled and preached in many churches wow. for that period of time. And uh, then just before I got married, 
I decided I needed to travel on my own for a while. So about six or seven months, I traveled by myself. Mm -hmm. And then my wife, Joellis, and I got married. Mm -hmm. And it was a wonderful experience. We have, we have uh, had a wonderful life together. We've been married uh, 59 years. Wow, big accomplishment, almost 60 years. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've talked about your pastoral experience and your evangelism experience, but what about like for missions? Uh, well, uh, for uh, 21 years when I was at Baton Rouge, I was the director of foreign missions for the state of Louisiana. Okay, I didn't know that. And uh, as a result of that particular position, I traveled to many countries. Mm -hmm. I preached in 60 different nations wow. around the world. Wow. And it was a wonderful experience. That That's awesome. What was some of your favorite places you've been to? Well, I preached uh, in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. I preached in Europe. I preached in... China, mm -hmm. and just anywhere I would go. I preached in Kenya, uh, Africa. I preached in England. Wow. Uh, I preached in France. It, it was just a, a, a wonderful experience, uh, visiting with the missionaries and uh, preaching overseas. And learning, you probably learned a lot about different cultures. You probably learned a lot about different cultures. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Was there ever a time in your life that you felt complacent or stagnant in your calling? Well, I have never experienced a time where I didn't recognize and uh, appreciate the call of God because mm -hmm. it, was, it was so pronounced in my life. Right. There have been discouraging times. A friend of mine that was a pastor for much longer than me was uh, I was with him and someone asked him the question, said, how long have you been in the ministry? He, he said at that time, I remember him saying he had been in the ministry 50 years. Mm -hmm. And this person asked him, uh, how many times did you get discouraged uh, during that 50 years? Mm -hmm. He said, well, how many Mondays are there in 50 years? <laughs> so that's my answer. Yeah. So um, what did you do to get through that? Or better yet, what did God do for you to get through that time? Well, there's nothing better than spending some time uh, praying and reading the Word of God, getting your mind off of your problems, and getting your focus on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So that's all the questions I have for you. Thank you for giving your word and putting, giving what's on your heart to my podcast and all my listeners. I hope everyone's made it this far to listen. Um, but yeah, and thank you for answering all my questions. You gave really good answers. So is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners? Well, I would just like to say to you, Annika, thank you for this opportunity. And I've watched and recognize the call of God on your life. And I just want to tell you, the future is bright and God will be with you. 
Have no fear. <laughs> thank you. Okay, well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of The Absolute Visionary, and there will be plenty more episodes to come. So stay tuned, and bye! this episode of the apostolic visionary make sure that you follow us on spotify and leave a rating but also follow us on instagram at the apostolic visionary so you can have more updates on what the episodes will be about and what guest speakers are going to be on here thank you for listening bye